the most popular kid on campus meets a beautiful journalist who makes him realize that maybe he's afraid to graduate. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood. Childhood. A weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. Yes. And also a podcast that your dad doesn't want to listen to. Yes. My parents were on a road trip and my mom tried to put on the podcast. My dad said, I don't want to listen to that. Yeah. That kind of hurts. A little. Sad. Also, issues. also a podcast where we don't badmouth our parents. Yeah, we have to say that. Yes. Maybe a couple more times. Right off the top. Maybe that's why he didn't want to listen to it. Yeah. Maybe he so. thinks it's us badmouthing him as a parent. Yeah. I don't know. This week we are doing 2002 classic Van Wilder starring Ryan Reynolds. Correct. And 2002 was a year. <laughs> Uh, when this came out, I was a junior in high school. Yeah, I was... Pro- what month did it come out? It came out on April 5th, 2002. 2002. So I was in my sophomore year. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to think about that for a second. Do you want me to take a trip down memory road? Yeah, let's take mm-hmm. a trip down memory road and give us some 2002 facts. There you go. Uh, we already gave the release date. Correct. The budget of the film was $5 million. So Ryan Reynolds was not making $20 million a picture back then. Who wasn't? Ryan Reynolds. Because you're like, Reynolds? Reynolds. <laughs> uh, the movie did make $38.3 million, Oh. But when you put it up against that budget, not a bad turnaround. Right. Television shows from 2002 were CSI, Friends, and Joe Millionaire. Oh my god, I remember that show. Oh, man. Uh, that was a show. That, that was a show. <laughs> the number one hits from 2002, the week the movie came out, it was Jennifer Lopez featuring Ja Rule. Ain't it funny? Ain't it funny? Yeah. Yep. Some, some other jams. The jam of the summer was Hot and Her by Nelly. Don't say that again. Okay. Just, just stop it. And then I'll be nice. And the one big hit to kick off the year was Nickelback. How you remember. I don't remember. Or that how song. you remind me, sorry. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Me. I was like, I've heard that song, but how you remember. Oh, I don't remember that song. That's how I remember. Terrible movie. Uh, terrible song, sorry. <laughs> I'm drunk. You're already uh, getting ahead of yourself yeah. there. Uh, big movies. Number one movie of the year was Spider Man. Number two movie hey, of the year. We did that movie. Yeah, number two movie of the year. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Nice. In the number three movie of the year, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Awesome. Yes. Some real hits. Real hit. Yeah. <laughs> real hit. Because two of those probably don't hold up. What was the middle movie? I already forgot. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Oh, that yeah. one holds up. Yeah. That one holds up. So. Yeah. I don't really know what my earliest memory from this movie is, though... All I can say is I do remember watching it with my brother, obviously. Obviously. And the only scene I remember is the scene where he 
jacks off his dog. Yep. And puts dog semen in, what are they, eclairs like or something? Eclair, yeah. And for the douchebag boyfriend. Yeah. This movie probably has everything. It has a douchebag boyfriend. It has dog semen. <laughs> It, it has, has the girl that needs to be saved by the douchebag boyfriend. It has Tara Reed. It I mean, <laughs> if it's late nineties and doesn't have Tara Reed, is it even good? That's true. Which That's... is a category which we'll discuss. <laughs> we haven't seen the movie yet, guys. So um what was your earliest memories from the film? I remember being a fan of Ryan Reynolds when he was on Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place. Yes. That he was my he, favorite part that's of where that. He won my heart. Yeah. So when this movie, when we saw previews, me and my brother were like, we have to go see that movie. Uh We actually went to an advanced screening of this. Wow. Yeah. Dedication (laughs) right there to Ryan Reynolds. We were on the Ryan Reynolds fan boat 15 years before the rest of the country got on board. Yeah. So I remember that scene you talk about. I think that's the one scene that sticks out in my head disturbingly. But I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I did too. I've seen it multiple times. I haven't seen this movie in quite some time, though. Mm-hmm. Probably 15 years, maybe? It's been about that for me because I don't think I've ever watched it with you. And we've yeah. been together a long time. Yeah, so I'm excited to see how it holds up. And I'm also really excited to see any Well, Hello There's because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to guess there's going to be a couple. Yeah, there would have to be. Because it was early 2000s i'm sure there's a lot of actors that are famous now that were probably just getting their starts so this movie is 17 years old it is when i was reading the summary i was like oh yeah ryan reynolds is supposed to be like in his early 20s in this movie Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think the man ages that much no no he looks fantastic very good looking Mm -hmm. to me he's stayed the same since i've seen this movie in my mind Besides that one point where he got really ripped for... Was it Blade 3 or 2? It was Blade Trinity. Blade 3, yeah. 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 And I was like, whoa. Chiseled McChiseled scene. Yeah. Well, hello there. <laughs> mm. But I am excited to see how this movie will hold up. What Do you think it is? I'm going to say this. As much as I love it, I cannot see this holding up. I, I agree. Yeah. I think this is going to be an utter shit show. <laughs> Just based on what I can remember, I mm-hmm. mean, other than the dog semen, is that he's, like, this player, and it plays on that, like, do whatever you want to women, and you can get away with it because you're a good-looking guy Yep. whose parents are loaded. And we're going to get to see Tara Reed act for an hour and a half. She is the second lead in this movie, yeah. so... It's going to be interesting, and I'm not going to be biased, guys. No, we're going to hit you with, this might be a train wreck. Who knows? She might be the best part of the movie, for all we know. And no, like, I'm sure no, it's going to be Ryan Reynolds. No. But... The paint on the wall would be a better part of the movie than Tara Reid. <laughs> Way to not show your bias, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. If you don't pick her, I'll be shocked. I. There's some dandies in this, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. Um. So, yeah, I Can guess. Can you stream it? Oh, yeah. Why? Every week, folks. I need to practice this. Every week. I'm sure at some point there's got to be some people listening like, uh, come on, Ashley, get your shit together. (laughs) I already know your plan and I'm not there. You have a format that you have followed for a good almost, I think we started this like week four. Yeah. So this is something we should have down. 
So, unfortunately, you can't stream Van Wilder, according to JustWatch.com. You can't um, stream it on any of the apps for extra cost, like Netflix, mm-hmm. Hulu. Um, you can rent it on Redbox's app for $1.99. I think that's what that means. Okay. I don't think they mean you can rent it at the Redbox, right? I would assume this is not no, Redbox. No, it's... Yeah, you can rent it on on their demand. I don't know if anybody uses that. Oh, okay. Let us know. Buck ninety nine. Um, yeah, bad. and everywhere else it's like three ninety nine. Amazon, Vudu, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we own it. Yes. So that tells you at one point I really like this movie if I bought it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is National Lampoon's Van Wilder, so it has the National Lampoon stamp on it, and that kind of. But this is when I felt like National Lampoon started going south. Oh. Yeah. I probably went south about 10 years prior, but yeah. You know what's funny? Because I was talking about this before we recorded, but this one spanned two sequels, technically. The second one was Van Wilder 2, The Rise of Taj, which Mm -hmm. Taj is a character in the movie. Yes. In the original movie. And then Van Wilder freshman year with the guy who plays Aaron Samuels. I don't know why I can't remember his name. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll have to look it up eventually. Where was I going with this? It's interesting that the guy who played Aaron Samuels was in high school for Mean Girls five years earlier. And he played a senior, so... Yeah, he was a senior, and now he's a freshman. Yeah, he had a young face. Freshman Van Wilder. I never saw either of the sequels. I think I might have caught a little bit of The Rise of Taj, but I wasn't that interested in it. does have Cal Penn in it, correct? Yes. So, yeah, because my knock on these, not so much American Pie, because they did do the sequels with Jason Biggs and Sean William Scott and everybody, but then they did those spinoff crap. Yeah. Whereas at least, you know, Taj at least has Cal Penn. Does Ryan Reynolds make a cameo or anything? I don't know. That's a good question. But if you do want to watch Van Wilder 2, you can stream it for free on Prime Video and Vudu and apparently Cinemax. Interesting so. business model with Prime going, we're not going to give you the Ryan Reynolds one for free. We'll give you the sequel. Yeah. Well, you know. Hmm. You do you, man. You Game do straight. you. I don't think he's in this. Okay. Because um, he's not listed. Okay. Sad. On the cast here that I see. It's um, funny because now he makes cameos and like he made a cameo in Ted. Yeah. Yeah. He's not above it. But you know what's funny is we, I remember you telling me about that article that somebody wrote about how it was basically saying, this was before Deadpool. Yes. That Ryan Reynolds actually isn't an A-list actor. Yes, that's what they said. And it kind of made sense because if you think about the movies prior to Deadpool, mm-hmm. how many movies actually were successful that he that he was leading role in? I don't think any of them. There was like, I think the only one I can think of that was sort of popular was The Proposal with Sandra Bullock. Exactly. He's not the lead. No, Sandra Bullock is. I mean, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. But now I'm like, you can't say that because he's Deadpool. Because the big one they gave him was Green Lantern. Yes. And it crashed and burned. Right. And he's the first one to tell you, obviously, yeah. that, that that was a, a pile of crap. So, Very true. I can honestly say, though, I have seen 
almost all of his movies in theaters. He's just a wonderful man. Yeah, I saw Blade. I saw Just Friends. I saw the one with um, we saw it together. Definitely, maybe. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chaos Theory. I don't know if I saw that. I saw them all. Love the guy. I think I kind of after a while stopped watching him because. There was like a dip in his career and there were some movies I was like, eh, it doesn't look that great. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing against him. It was no, just I, I got pickier with my movies. He was a guy. I think I always went, he's a young Jim Carrey. Why is he not doing better? He's, you think he's yeah. a young Jim Carrey? I thought at the time he was a young Jim Carrey. and Not the same style, but maybe like in popularity. Yeah. I could... Because I feel like he was, he's a little more like witty banter. But he, he I, I don't know why people weren't seeing the appeal to him. Right. For the longest no. time. I sat there going, this guy is hilarious. He's charming as hell. Yeah. He should be a bigger star than what he is. And now, boom. Huge star. Yeah. The internet loves him. Yeah. Twitter. I love him. He's a gorgeous man. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be left for Ryan Reynolds. But then I'd understand if I got left for Ryan Reynolds. I think out of anybody in the world. That would be the one? I'd, I'd understand. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Anyway, so shall we hit the pausey pause? Is this where we do that? That is what we shall do. So we're going to go ahead and hit the pausey pause, pause and go watch this amazing, hopefully, movie Ugh. and come back and talk about it. Correct. Okay, and we're back. We're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories, like we always do. Ashley hates that. And let's uh, go buy some condoms from a vending machine that actually looks like an old cigarette vending machine. Yeah. Talk about some technology. What pieces of technology did you notice? I didn't really notice a whole lot, and I will say, probably the first 20 minutes of the movie i barely looked at the screen because i was typing so much Mm -hmm. and then i was like i need to stop typing so much like typing notes so much because i'm missing other parts of the movie yeah so i after like 20 minutes i stopped and rupert's already he's out of here he's coming down the hall to yell at us yeah we already started off on a bad note Mm. apparently one of the pieces of technology i noticed was a clunky polaroid camera Mm-hmm. Notably used in the scene where they're pleasuring Van Wilder's dog. Yes. So that they can pull the ultimate prank on Richard. Yeah. And pre-med dick. Yeah, and the fraternity that he is the president of. I guess. Yeah, he's the president. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a really clunky Polaroid mm-hmm. camera. Whether you're using it to do dog porn, basically. Gross. Uh, what was yours? I noticed um, the usual technology that you see in movies that are you know, 17 years old, which right. was like a boxy computer. Um, Tara Reed's character, Gwen, uses a laptop that's probably about two inches thick. Yeah. You know, so it was the usual stuff. A uh, cordless phone, flip phone that somebody was using. It's just... Yeah, nothing over the top, because also I didn't feel like the movie really depended on the technology. No, that definitely helps. He doesn't really use it. 
his no. assistant does. Yeah. Ironically, though, I did notice when uh, one of the scenes, his assistant was had like a day planner out yeah. in front of him and was planning out his day, which that's old technology in itself. I don't know that many people use a true handwritten day planner. Anymore. That's true. It's it's probably something not a lot of people have. Yeah. They still make them. <laughs> Because yeah, I go through this period where I'm like, I'm going to do that, and then yeah. I'll do it for like a week, and then I was like, why did I buy this? I s- <laughs> would still use them in college. Yeah. And Oh, for sure. Yeah. But that was how long ago, you know? Yeah. I, I finally winged myself off of it. Yeah. yeah. The one scene I did notice towards the end when the school gathers to help save Van from ex- expulsion. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. They bust out all the outdated technology there were faxes there were answering machines there were these really clunky like corded phones yes yeah here's for this future podcast where people are gonna go back and watch this movie and make fun of all of our technology let's just get it all out now here's a montage of it yeah it was uh it was pretty amazing I was pretty bummed that there were no DVD special features. The DVD just started playing kind of like now and then last week. Yeah. I'm a little bummed by that it's because I feel like if we're going to be watching it on DVD that we should get some amazing mm-hmm. 2002 trailers. Yeah, definitely. Did you have any soundtrack just, you wanted to point out? Uh, there was some good bands on it. I noticed a Jimmy World song. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Branch had a song. Some 41, so some real good bands from the time. But then I liked, uh, there's a scene where Van's really depressed. Right. And he's listening to Air Supply. And a girl comes in and she doesn't know who Air Supply is. Right. And she goes, who's Air Supply? And he's like, how old are you? And I laughed because I'm like, this movie is 17 years old and he's offended because she doesn't know who Air Supply is. 17 years later, I would be just as offended. How do you not know who Air Supply is? They're delightful. They are. Yeah. That, that's a valid point. Yes. Yeah, I love the Michelle Branch song, which I want to talk about a little later because that whole scene was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree. There, I know there was definitely some 41, which I feel like the soundtrack, they kind of took a cue from American Pie and was like, let's just put a bunch of pop punk in there. Yeah. And there were some even ones that I didn't recognize, but I'm like, this sounds like it could be a random, like, Simple Plan song or Newfound Glory, but it wasn't. Yeah. I don't know who it was. Um, There was some bands on there, like, there was American Hi-Fi. Oh, okay. There was a Transmatic song. I wonder if they were kind of oh. like a pop punk band. So, yeah, there was, you know, here comes the craptastic pop punk. Yeah. Not even the yeah. good pop punk. It was yeah. like d-level pop punk. yeah did you have anything else in this category i did not okay we'll move on to kids would call it a throwback we call it the prime of our teens which literally it is the prime of our teens this mm-hmm. 2002 movie and where we talk about fashion choices offensive jokes and dated references fashion yes first thing i noticed <laughs> yes bucket hats yeah because my thing is I distinctly remember in 1999, bucket hats were huge. Right. Because there was that band New Radicals where that guy always wore a bucket hat. Yeah. That lasted like a summer. This movie was made in 2002. But people are still rocking. Still rocking the damn bucket hat. 
It had to have been around two thousand one. Year before. Yeah. I noticed they're making a comeback, by the way. Yes. Because we were watching a football game two weekends ago. It was the Browns game. Mm-hmm. And all the people on the sidelines were wearing bucket hats. No, thank you. I don't know why. No, thank Awful. you. Take them back to 1999 and leave them there. <laughs> Terrible. Build a time machine. Take all the bucket hats along with the wiry chokers that are uh, also coming back. Coming back. And I'm sure there's com- some other things that we could just take back to 1999 and be like, here's some more. There was a, a cheesy crap to wear. A wrestler who would cut the top of the bucket hat out and spike his hair up and it would go out the top of his bucket hat. Wow. The ultimate terrible fashion choice. That reminds me of those <laughs> fake like visor hats that have the Guy Fieri hair. We saw a guy at Fry's wearing one <laughs> yeah. like a weekend ago. Oh. Such a bad decision. Such a bad decision. The first thing I noticed was Olive Richard, who is Gwen, a.k.a. Tara Reed. Tara Reed's character's boyfriend is Richard. Mm-hmm. He's head of a frat, so he's wearing the juiciest, preppiest things oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. A lot of, like, polo shirts, mm-hmm. a lot of cable knit sweaters. Yep. With the polo shirt. Underneath. Underneath. And- khakis galore he is a walking gap ad he looked like a right guard ad yes down to the pl- like fact he was playing croquet at one point yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah anything else would be terribly uncivilized he's like the walking douchebag embodiment whenever i think about frat boy i do think of his character yes very much so yeah um and then also just actually like the chunky cable knit sweaters mm-hmm Everybody's wearing them at one point, even Tara Reed and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I do remember them being popular. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's funny because I feel like there's always been a variation of them that are still, I guess, passable. Mm-hmm. But just the uh, hers was really, really bad. It was a turtleneck and it was just so chunky. And I'm like, that looks so thick and uncomfortable almost. Yeah. Not a good, not a good choice. Yeah. Um, I noticed at one point Van was getting ready to leave to go somewhere and he was talking to tara reed's character and he put on sunglasses but they looked like the sunglasses that rebecca gayhart wore in jawbreaker nice yeah they were like a black frame with like a tinted lens i i remember that scene yeah it was it was awful um my favorite though Mm -hmm. and it was just something i slightly caught was in the scene where dick is a richard and his posse go to Van's dorm to hire him as yeah. a party planner mm-hmm. for his engagement, even though he didn't even ask Gwen no. if she wanted to get married. But it was mostly just to piss off Van, too. Mm-hmm. Van is wearing a chain wallet. Yes. And I was kind of excited, but also, was that that thing in 2002? Because he's 25. Yeah. That's the other thing. You're an adult. You shouldn't well, have to have your wallet on a chain. I mean, let's point out a flaw in the movie or the creepiness in the movie, but is the fact that he's 25. Yeah. And still living in the dorms. Yeah. Get an apartment, bro. At the time this movie came out, I was 16, so I thought I was like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Do You do you, man. But now as an adult, I'm like, no. Yeah. That, that You should not be living in the dorm at 25. No. <gasps> 
people. Would... I know that's the whole point of the movie is that he can't move on and he's scared to move on, but still. Yeah, get a restraining order against him. He's and that everybody's like, yeah, this guy's cool. He, he's the coolest. He's the coolest. I mean, he. He was cool. He was cool. But any the, other fashion? Uh, the last one I had was Cal Penn's character, Taj. At the end of the movie, they appeal his expulsion from school. And he, he runs out to be like, yeah, he got his appeal approved. Right. He's wearing this huge gray suit where the jacket buttoned up almost to the top. I think it was supposed to be like, he's from India, so he's wearing like an Indian suit. I guess. it was, But it was just gray. It was gray and it was oversized and I thought he looked like Dr. Evil. Yeah, yeah. So it, was, it was just a It was a bad suit. Choice. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but that was all I had. What about offensive jokes or dated references? Oh, boy. There's a scene where he's trying to find a new assistant. So they're interviewing apparently the entire school. Right, at the beginning of the movie. At the beginning of the movie. Because it's a, apparently it's like the job that you yeah. want to have. And there was a person that came in, looked like a normal female, you know, whatever. And they're like, hey, now. And she was, I, I guess they were trying to imply she was trans. Yeah, but she just, I mean... So sure. she had this stereotypical really deep voice. deep voice of hi. And they acted so disturbed. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if they were trying to imply that she was transgender and yeah. that they were like, oh, crap. Or if they were also or just implying even that, oh, it's a lady, but she has a really deep voice. Like, gross. Yeah. She has a man's voice. I don't know. Either way, it's offensive. Yeah, either way, bad decision. It's just either way, it dates the movie. Yeah. One of the lines that I was like, can't really get away with that in 2019 was when Van's dad comes to college for the first time when he realizes his son has been still going to college for probably more than like four years Mm -hmm. past what he should be. And... He catches Van in a nighty because it's just part of the party that they're doing. All yeah. the guys are wearing, like, girly nightgowns. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sweet Jesus, my son's a fairy. Yeah. And then he sees him coming out of the closet with a hot girl. And he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. And he, it's yeah, just, you could not get away with that. It's just so much. Yeah. And then there's so much implied, like, homosexuality mm-hmm. between Richard and his... His, like, second-in-command yeah. lackey. The other thing I noticed was the minute Taj is going to appear on screen for the first time, he shows up at Van's apartment uh-huh. and wants to be his assistant, and they just start playing this stereotypical Indian music. Right. So just in case you didn't know he was Indian, we're going to play this music so you're aware. It was very, very unnecessary. I will say... That I was expecting this movie to have way more ra- like racial stereotypes about Indian people because mm-hmm. of his character. But other than his accent, which, I mean, I know people have that accent. And he's actually Indian. Yeah. Luckily. They're, they didn't they didn't really pay attention too much on him mm-hmm. or imply too much. So I was actually surprised that there wasn't more going on. But I, do, I did catch that. Yeah. Um, that was enough. That was enough. Also, there's at one point in the beginning when he's trying to make money so he can afford tuition, 
his first business venture is the topless tutors, which in itself is like, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. He gets some strippers that are also college students and TAs to start this business. But when the owner of the strip club comes yes. with his B squad, which I'm using air quotes, it's literally just mostly men. They all have five o'clock shadows. Yeah cross-dressing yeah like too yeah i'm like there's not even like passable like drag queens or transgender there was no rupaul in the group it was literally they got they're like let's get the ugliest men with clear five o'clock shadows and put some blue eyeshadow on them big red lipstick yes make them look like clowns yeah that's what we're gonna go with yes and it wasn't that it just wasn't funny no it was pointless uh there's so there's so many events of things in this movie but at the same time, I felt like there was less than I thought. Yeah, very true. There was a lot, but I was expecting it to be worse. Yeah. And then there was just a little bit of like fat shaming with the guy diving into the pool and they had like whale sounds. That was awful. Yeah. Because he's out there, they're trying to save their swim team. Yeah. And this guy's going to essentially do a belly flop off the high dive. And he's wearing a Speedo. I will say this. They make a big deal about it being a Speedo, but it wasn't disturbing. No. And yeah, when he jumps off the high dive and they start making whale sounds the minute he goes underneath the water, I was like, this is just mean. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's to this point where it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And me and Ryan, like, we're not completely politically correct all the time or we i try to give forgiveness for some movies because i understand it was a different time but then there's just some movies use it as their only humor it kind of makes you go why would i watch this movie yeah when all you're doing is making fun of people i don't think i'm not saying in particular this movie does but i'm just saying there are other movies that i can think of that solely uh, use the humor of making fun of other people mm-hmm. that aren't, you know, quote unquote normal. Yeah. As their humor. Because I felt, if anything, there's kind of the soft spot in this movie where there was some nerdy guys that couldn't throw a, a cool party. So they hire him. And he was like, I didn't do it just for the money. He's like, they're really cool people and people should know this. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. There's redeeming qualities to this movie. Yeah, definitely. uh, In that case. But they do the fat shaming shit and you're like, that's really unnecessary. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, Should we move on or did you have something else? Uh, That is it. Awesome. So, yeah, that's you. (laughs) This is my category. Uh, Our next category is called Well Hello There, where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And there was a bunch. So many. Go ahead. Who was the first one you noticed? The first one I noticed right off the bat was Curtis Armstrong, Mm -hmm. who is an actor. Yes. He was most notably uh, in Revenge of the Nerds. He played Booger. Booger. Mm -hmm. And New Girl. Yeah, I played Jessica Day's boss. Yeah. Yeah. Which we love, New Girl. Yes. He's just a funny actor. Mm-hmm. He had a very small part. Yeah. He just played a campus cop, and I'm pretty sure that he was just named as campus cop. Yeah. He didn't even have a he name. He didn't have so. a name, no. Uh, who was yours? Next I one. noticed Paul Gleason, who played Professor McDougal. Um, the big thing I knew Paul Gleason from is Breakfast Club. He Correct. plays the principal. Mm-hmm. So he essentially plays the same character. 
in Essentially, this. but then he's he has a little more of a heart of gold. Yeah. Like, he has a soft spot for Van Wilder, even though he gets mad at him. Because I would say in Breakfast Club, he's the villain to mm-hmm. all these kids. Whereas in this, he's really not even the villain to It's Van. almost like it's, a B-plot. Yeah, where... it's more pre-med dick yeah. is the villain. He has this, like, little war with Van on a parking spot yeah. that Van Wilder always parks his... Little golf cart? Yeah. Yeah. Shermanator? The Shermanator. If it, if it has Tara Reid and a Shermanator, you know it's a good 90s, <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s flick. Yeah. Chris uh, Owens Chris Owen. Timmy. Yeah. He had a name? When I looked up on IMBD, it just said Suicidal Freshman. Oh, I think his name was Timmy. Oh, okay. I think he calls him... Referred to him as that. Well, apparently in the credits, they only name him as Suicidal Freshman. <laughs> there was a slew of NBA players. I yeah. I think at the time, they all played on the Los Angeles Clippers, which kind of makes sense. Uh, it was Quentin Richardson, uh, Michael Olowokandi, Darius Miles, and Lamar Odom. And probably Lamar Odom's easily the most famous out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, more most relevant now. Yeah. Well, and he was hands down the best basketball player out of the group because i feel like darius miles was kind of a thing right yeah. i mean he was in perfect score he's an ex-cleveland cavalier superstar representing the land he was terrible on the Cavs. oh i'm like he, he doesn't even play anymore right no no he he had a lot of knee issues and retired oh, that sucks yeah no i all of them are not in the league quentin richardson if i'm correct might still be married to brandy oh so he's doing okay <laughs> sure <laughs> sure yeah. Um, my next one was uh, Tech Holmes. Oh, love which me some Tech Holmes. He's just a walking reminder of early 2000s. Yes. He was in Real World Hawaii. Which might be the best season of Real World. Okay. I loved Real okay, World. Okay, Ryan. Hawaii. Ryan, okay. Um, I. We can go on a Real World ta- tangent, but my favorite was Seattle. It's interchangeable for mm-hmm. me. I love the Seattle one and then the Hawaii season, which I think those were back-to-back seasons for me. I feel like so. New York was in the middle of there. Uh, I think it... New York's trash. New York has the Miz. Okay. New York was okay. Because <laughs> we love the Miz in this house. Not really, but okay. I, I mean, I don't Miz. hate him. Come on. He's from my he's from my town. I know. He's another Clevelander. He's funny. Yeah, he is funny. And I'm glad that he, you know... Watch. I remember watching the New York episodes. Like this guy's obsessed with wrestling, and he actually made it <laughs> yeah. a thing. Yeah. So good for him. You Main know? event at a WrestleMania. Yeah, like the guy's guy's doing good. Um, I noticed Sophia Bush. Yes. As Sally. I vaguely remembered that. Which I kind of don't know why. In hindsight, I'm like, maybe Sophia Bush should have uh, been the main character, uh, female in this movie. Better actress. Better, <laughs> much better actress. <laughs> um eric estrada yes he was just a cameo literal Mm -hmm. cameo applied to be van's assistant Mm -hmm. and i think he was actually playing himself i believe so so i like how he he adjusts his hair which i'm i don't think eric estrada wears a toupee maybe but there was like a rumor that thing and it was really funny maybe when he was on chips for anybody that doesn't know who eric estrada is he was on chips legendary paunch folks yeah he always had magnificent hair yeah so maybe there was like this little joke or rumor that he was wearing a wig or something oh maybe 
that guy's got a good head of hair yeah this day he's 70 yeah looks fantastic i always thought he looked like my dad a little no tony motherfucking orlando as we covered last week whatever dawn um tim matheson from animal house yeah played van's dad he's also uh was more recently on heart of dixie oh yeah okay i know you didn't watch that but i did uh we've talked about him multiple times pre-med dick was daniel cosgrove i remember him being on beverly hills 90210 in the later seasons okay and then he's also on the show you with Penn badgley who did he play he was the um remember that little kid that Penn badgley kind of like like he was the dick neighbor yeah yeah. that beat his uh, the Penn badgley's neighbor yeah like boyfriend drunk if you guys boyfriend. haven't watched you it's on netflix it's fantastic it's it's slightly cheesy but it's also amazing it's so good i love it i can't wait for season two you know and we've talked about adding a category at the end of this where we would talk about a movie that we were watching or a tv series that we were That's watching true. so we we've never started it we'll eventually start it but here's your first one go watch you it's great on Netflix. On Netflix. You can go binge it right now. Well, it's... wait till the end of the episode, then go binge yeah, it. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't stop us. us. Yeah. Who else? Tom Everett Scott. Yes. He was in La La Land. <laughs> yes. He's been a, he, he was in a lot of stuff in the 90s and early 2000s. That Thing You Do. That Thing You Do. One mm-hmm. of my favorite movies. Yes. That I don't own. I don't think... I don't think you do. Yeah. No, it's a good one. I, I would literally put it at the top of my list of movies I will rewatch, but I don't own. Yeah, no. I'm going to hit you with one. I don't know how we keep glossing over this person because they're hands down probably the most famous person in this movie outside of Ryan Reynolds. Aaron Paul. Yes. Three-time Emmy Award winner <laughs> Aaron Paul plays Wasted Guy. Yes. You know what movie he's in for sure? Who? I, it, I wanted to do it for the podcast. Hmm. Whatever it takes. Oh, I can watch that. I think he has a bigger part. He plays like Shane West's friend. Isn't Franco in that? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm on board. Okay, we'll do that. I love me some uh, next week. Did you ever see it? Yeah. Okay, I made you, you watch it. You showed it to it. me yeah, right when we started dating. Okay, cool. I, I love me some Franco. I might cut this out. This no. is just us having discussion. We're going to put it out there next week, folks. But, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Anyway, whatever yeah. it takes next week. Whatever it takes. Uh, Simon Hedberg from Big Bang Theory. Yes. Played he one looked... of the nerdy guys from the Lambda fraternity. Yeah, he looked like a little baby. He looked like he was 12. Yeah. He was very... He's probably older, but he just has a baby face anyway. Mm-hmm. So that one was of... it for me. The last one I had, Dion Richman, who he played... A uh, lawyer who comes in, he's supposed to be like a Johnny oh. Cochran type. He's been in a ton of stuff. He played young Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy Raw. Uh, was in Scream 3. He was in The Cosby Show. He was in The Cosby Show, Sister, Sister, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. He was in a Psych. But he was in Not Another Teen Movie. That's where I remembered him from, as being like the token black guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he was on, it looks like, 32 episodes of The Cosby Show, so... Nice. Right on that. He was a baby. And 34 episodes of Sister, Sister. Awesome. So we can move on to our next category. Is it even good? Where we talk about the plots, the casting choices, and then we name our funniest 
and cringiest moments oh, of Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the plot? The idea that there's somebody who doesn't want to leave college and enjoys going there, that I find believable. I'm sure there's a lot of people that like learning. Mm-hmm. But the idea that once he gets expelled, the entire school is out there doing the, you know, what were they chanting? Donna Martin graduates. No, they were chanting, let Van stay. And uh. that's that's where I was going with it, is instead of let Van stay, it's Donna Martin graduates. I'm like, that's a very cheesy Hollywood thing that somehow they think all these students would care. I will say the only redeeming thing about that is that they did set it up throughout the movie that he helped multiple people with the tiniest issues like what shirt should I wear for the state to you know helping sick boy sick boy <laughs> who's always sick with different mm-hmm. ailments to you know assisting people with medical issues yeah. or you know so people like him and that's the only reason I'm like okay maybe yeah. maybe not the whole school but uh, at least a small group of people caring about if this guy gets expelled or not is believable I just, I didn't find that too believable, but when you put it like that, I guess the fact that the TV station had a Wilder Watch segment. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the whole thing of Gwen, Tara Reed's character, having to follow him around because he's such a big part of this yeah. campus. The ultimate human interest piece. Right? Yeah. Like, I think Tom Everett Scott, who played her editor, had a crush on him or something. Ooh. What did you think about the casting choices? I think when it's a college movie, you have a little more leniency as far as the age of the actors that are playing them. Yeah. So it's believable that Ryan Reynolds is whatever age he's supposed to be and Tara Reid's whatever. Like, it didn't seem out of question. Right. But when we're, it's a high school movie... Sometimes it walks a real fine line. So I didn't have any issues with the people. I mean, some of their acting isn't the best. Right. Um, I felt like it was a very male-centric cast. You could yeah. tell this was written by a bunch of guys. So For sure. I, I mean, I can name several things that I agree with you on that. Because, yeah. for instance, I'll just bring it up now since we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody calls Gwen's house or... I don't know if she lives in a sorority or she lives in an apartment. I think it seemed like a sorority, but yeah. Every single time they cut to her place, there's a hot girl walking around in underwear. That's correct. Except for her. She doesn't do that. No. But the numerous roommates she has are walking around in their underwear. I'm like, "We, we don't do that. No. We don't just walk around people wear shorts yeah i mean like if i'm walking around in my underwear it's because i need to go pull some shorts from the dryer (laughs) not like oh i got a call hello yeah i'm wearing my sexy bra (laughs) no that's not a thing that doesn't exist only in pornos apparently (laughs) and van wilder (laughs) yeah and what what else what are we doing? Who are we? What are we what's <laughs> we were on? talking about our casting choices. Oh, I felt like for the most part, everybody was good. They could have gotten somebody better to play his love interest because we, I know, I mean, spoiler alert, we have an issue with Tara Reid. Yeah. We've talked about it multiple times. As we all do. <laughs> but I will say her character was more developed 
as the female role in these types of movies. For example, Ellen Pompeo, we talked about it in our old school episode. She's not developed at all. No. She literally is just there a couple scenes to be like, hi, I like you. Exactly. At least they gave her a little bit of a backstory, Tara Reid's character, Gwen. And you know she's a writer. Yes. She has a douchebag boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit more to it, but... Not much. Also, it's Tara Reid, so... I think anybody else could have brought more to the character. Yes. For sure. Yes. What was your funniest line or moment? I feel like this is a movie that makes me chuckle a lot, but it doesn't crack me up. Maybe when I watched it in theaters, I thought it was funny. But I do like the scene where um, pre-med Dick sends an invitation out so Van will show up to this family dinner right. at Gwen's house. And he shows up and Gwen's parents are there and some of her dad's co-workers and uh, colleagues. And they're all doctors. Right. So... He shakes the first guy's hand, and the guy's a proctologist. And he's like, oh, I hope you're not on call, and, like, wipes his hand on his chest. <laughs> he meets the next guy who's an OBGYN, and he's like, well, G-L-A-D to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Just that. It was really funny. And then he was like, oh, if I'm here for a physical, I'm going to need some more drinks in me before I let you guys get a hold of me. That was the one that made me laugh the most. For sure. Mine was actually from later in that scene. Mm-hmm. Because I did like that scene. It was, like, lighthearted. And yeah. it showed that he he was that type of person that was, like, the life of the party where everybody kind of got along with. Like, he was just so easygoing. Yeah. He's really charming. He's sitting down. It's, like, a little couple minutes later. He's sitting down talking to Tara Reed's parents. And uh, Richard is trying to make him look bad. And he's like, Richard, you rascal, you never told me you were a dick. Because that's the name of their fraternity is D-I-C. I don't know what it's like, Delta. Iota Kappa. That does probably make sense. And then they walk away, him and Tara, uh, or Gwen, mm-hmm. Richard and Tara walk away. And he's like, if he's here, who's running hell? <laughs> I don't know why that I thought that was so funny. Because I'm like, he is the worst. Yeah. And the way he said it, he was like, if he's here, who's running hell? <laughs> it's- Cheesy but hilarious. Yeah. What was your cringiest um, line? There's a scene where our boy pre-med Dick is having intercourse with Gwen. Yeah. And he is describing everything that is happening with its proper medical term. Yes, for the dirty talk. Yes. he His foreplay is... Gross. Doing that, so... Yeah. That was one of my choices, but I did have a backup. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was kind of a, just a gross, cheesy line. So there's a scene where they're at the roller rink, and Van's whole thing is to get Taj laid because Taj, in his interview, he said, I really want to have sex. Yeah. He said it way more descriptive, but whatever. And he's like, oh, there's a Naomi, which means... I moan backwards, and I was like, gross. But then I, when he says it, he's trying to process and make sure it actually... <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like, yeah, it, uh, does. It, does, yeah. it does. Okay. So it wasn't like super cringy, but it was just like a little cheesy cringy. Yeah. But I yeah. definitely agree the sex scene between Richard and Quinn was gross. Yes. Gross. Could you imagine? Ugh. <laughs> was there anything else? I, I think I might have had a couple of things. 
The only thing I had written down was uh, we talked about it, the let band stay, Donna Martin graduates. Yes. Um, oh, I wanted to talk about that scene after, it was after the pool scene, the guy dives and there's whale noises. Van gets mad at Gwen because she confronts him about only being a few credits shy of graduating. Yeah. And he's angry. Mm-hmm. And the transition of them talking into the deep thinking scene because they got into a fight. They start playing the Michelle Branch song, the You Get Me, I think. Yeah. It's just so cheesy because they're like sitting on campus separately, just pondering life. And it was bad. It's so cheesy. Yeah. I almost put that as my cringiest, but I thought the other ones needed more attention. Yeah. And um, that I've, song, if you guys don't remember, is the song that was the Sorority Life theme Does song. anybody remember MTV Sorority Life? Yes. I didn't really... I think I watched the first season. It was on for a couple, I think. I think I turned it off the minute I heard that song. <laughs> oh. I like Michelle Branch, but that... Ew. Yeah. Yeah. That no bueno. brings you back, though. Yeah. And everything around the dog's balls was really cheesy. Mm. Not really that funny anymore. No. It's gross. It doesn't hold up. I think that's the one thing we've said it before. As we've gotten older, our humor mm-hmm. tolerance, or I wouldn't say tolerance, but the, what we think is funny is not always funny. Yeah. Years later. It's so. like gross out humor is not funny to me anymore. Right. It's yeah. just, I, I think I think it's like a cheap ploy. Yeah. It's like a fart joke. Yeah. Cheap. It really is. Yeah. Um, should we move on to our final thoughts? Yes, we shall. Uh, we give out two awards here on Rooting Our Childhood every week. The first is a valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. And who did you give it to? So, I had a couple choices, and I went back and forth between two because of multiple reasons, and I'll probably talk about the second one, but ultimately, I gave it to Jeannie, oh. who is played by an actress named Emily Rutherford. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know who Jeannie is, she was the girl that was always hanging out at the Dick fraternity, fraternity house. Yeah. She was over the top. Yeah. And she was just not a real person. Yeah. <laughs> the way she was. She was robotic. There was a scene towards the end when she's talking to Hutch, who is played by Tech Holmes. Mm-hmm. They're at that party where she, she's trying to sneak in some kids so that they get in trouble yeah and she's doing this thing where she's like trying to seduce him but she's so like i think they're trying to make it seem like she's not very good at social cues or whatever but it just comes off as really overacting yeah and cheesy and every scene she was in i was like oh, rolling my eyes because she was annoying mm-hmm. i don't even really understand what her character did for the movie other yeah. than eventually Richard decides to have sex with her because he's mad at Tara Reed's character and he's a douchebag. Yeah. And a she, final douchebag move. She was very pointless. They could yeah. have did without that character and yeah. It's just yeah. Who was yours? Can I guess? I think we both know who mine was. Ugh. Superstar actress Tara Reed. I just think she is so robotic with reading her lines. Right. I truly believe if you close your eyes when she's on screen and just listen to her talk, it sounds like she's reading her lines for the very first time. <laughs> it's so bad. It, it is. 
I can definitely see why her career fizzled out. I know she had some drug use issues and stuff like that. But also, she just was not a good actress. I think she wasn't as bad in this as I remembered or wanted to think she was Mm -hmm. compared to other movies we've seen her in. But I also agree. And I think that she came up in a time where people just wanted a pretty face. Yeah. For Especially for teen movies and movies set in this time period of life. It didn't really matter what your acting ability was, apparently, you as long as you were hot. Yeah. yeah. And now, I, we've kind of gone through the, like this renaissance of, no, we need to have people that can act. And obviously, Hollywood still is really obsessed with looks and... Yeah. But they're starting to branch out into like, oh, maybe she doesn't have to look like a perfect model or not to say Terria looks a perfect model, but no. she's pretty. Yeah. And she was the hot thing. She's tan. She's bleach blonde hair. I mean, she's Paris Hilton, basically. That's a good way to describe her. Yeah. And Paris Hilton's no longer relevant. Well, no. But so, yeah. I'm just saying in the early 2000s, yeah. that's what was hot. Definitely. So, but I agree with you. Should we move on to our Thomas J. Hanks Award? Yes, we shall. Who is your pick? I gave it to superstar actor Ryan Reynolds. I did too. He truly carries the movie. He's very charming and funny. Like I said, I chuckle a lot at the lines he reads. He's funny. Right. And there's not much competition in this movie. No. There's a lot of little cameos, but Aaron Paul's in two scenes and maybe says one line. Yeah. And same thing, Shermanator. You're basically, your choices as far as like acting is him, Taj, and superstar Daniel Cosgrove. Yeah. But I, I give it to him. Like I said, I always expected him to become really big after this movie because I thought he was super funny and it just didn't happen for a few years. Yeah, I mean, it, but at least huge. it happened. It did. But I agree with you. I literally wrote, this movie is not that great. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. No. But the only thing that really makes it watchable is him. Yeah. There's bad parts about his character, but I think there's a lot of redeeming things about his character as well. And he tries to help people, which makes him more likable. Yeah. And he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's got that Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds delivery. Yes. So it's what makes the movie is is him. And Cal Penn was... He's a good actor. I like Cal Penn. Mm-hmm. But I just think his character was a little bit of a stereotype. Yes. But I understand for that time, yeah. kind of have to take what you can get. I really feel like for people that like uh, Wade Wilson, this is essentially Deadpool in college. Yeah. He's just as charming and funny and witty and sarcastic as Deadpool is. Yeah. So here, here was him as a 25-year-old in college, folks. He's <laughs> That's true. Super I can enjoyable. See that. Yeah. So with that, should we move on to our final... Does it hold up? Yes. You think it holds up? You're asking. I thought you were saying, oh. <laughs> should we move on? And I said, yes. Do I think it held up? Hell fucking no. <laughs> I... I was like, really? We just talked about this movie for like an hour. and I really liked this movie growing up, but it hit me perfectly. As a 17-year-old, I liked the juvenile humor. Yes. As a 30, going to be 35 next month. Not so much. Yeah. It's really bad. Right. I I agree. It doesn't hold up. No. At all. It's not even the times where it's offensive or where 
it just a lot of the jokes fall flat. Yeah. And it's kind of almost cliche at this point where it's like this guy who doesn't want to move on with his life and he's just scamming on college chicks and like I said, the only thing that's slight redeemable is it's Ryan Reynolds. Yes. And it's he's the main character and if you really love Ryan Reynolds then mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna watch this movie because you get a lot of Ryan Reynolds screen time. Yeah. I'm gonna say his name one more time. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. I felt it, like I was saying that a lot. It's it's not a good movie. It you can see why it has a very poor Rotten Tomatoes score. Right. Wasn't an American Pie success at the box office. It was a successful movie in the sense that it made money, but it 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 fall like you said the jokes fall flat. It doesn't age particularly well. Right. It's kind of everything when you think of things that age poorly this is it yeah it ages extremely poorly and it didn't help like we mentioned they picked a bunch of basketball players that aren't famous anymore <laughs> so that dates it yeah there's then no they lebron have, on this folks they have tech in it dates it he's yeah. a walking dated reference mm-hmm. and Tara yeah read another walking dated reference yeah. so that sucks but we just ruined our childhood we did it ruined it folks <laughs> The end. We appreciate you guys making us part of your week and listening to our podcast. Of course. As we always ask, please uh, leave us a review and subscribe on iTunes. Or Apple Podcasts. Yeah, sorry. We need to update our sheet on (laughs) Apple Podcast app. But if you're listening to us on another app, we appreciate you guys. If they have a rate and review, please throw us one on there. Also, follow us on Instagram at Ruining Our Childhood and facebook also at ruining our childhood and over on twitter at roc movie podcast movie podcast Mm -hmm. that is correct and again thank you so much for listening guys and i hope you have a great week see you next week bye hey guys we want to talk to you a little bit about the podcoin app yes the podcoin app it pays you to listen to ruining our childhood as well as your other favorite podcasts You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards for some of your favorite stores. What? Starbucks? Check. Amazon? Correct. Target? Seriously, guys, this is pretty legit. Join the PodCoin app today on iPhone or Android. And I said join, but I meant download. You've got to download And use code RUINING to get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. That's 300 PodCoin for using R-U-I-N- I-N-G. That's how you spell ruining, just in case you don't know that. Yes. So if you're basically listening to podcasts all day anyways while you're working or driving or doing anything, might as well make some money off the deal. Am I right? Yeah, totally. I mean, free coffee for something you're already doing sounds fantastic. It does sound fantastic. (laughs) Take a shot. So go give the PodCoin app a try today. And also don't forget to listen to Ruining Our Childhood. And make some money, guys. Okay? Bye. Bye.